Welcome into the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni. We got more commitment news to discuss. Texas A&M stays red hot on the trail and lands their 11th commit in the past month. They have just been on fire. Um, it started with Miles O'Neill on June 14th last month and then has just continued on since. The latest, Miles Davis, a big win for Texas A&M in the secondary, joined by Brian Peroni. Brian, what what's kind of your reaction to this uh, this decision and A and M bringing Miles Davis into the fold? First reaction is that uh, fans can stop telling me to go out of town again. Um, <laughs> yep, I think there were <laughs> or seven uh, the week I was on PTO. You know, every you just uh, every day I seemingly got a new text alert. Like, oh, <laughs> so now that's him. That's Miles Davis and Cam Coleman. Since you're good, you're I'm safe. I'm back. Yeah, so I'm not a curse. Uh, oh, big, big win over Texas. I mean, <clears throat> Davis had offers from everybody. I mean, he also took official visits to TCU, USC, UTSA. But uh, it, it really was down to a and in Texas. I mean, he had said that, and he was planning on waiting until August 24th to announce. Uh, I don't remember exactly what that day was, why I was special to him, but he was. He said he might silently commit somewhere this month and then, uh, then announce on August 24th. But, you know, he just went ahead and, and got it out of the way. You know, A&M, uh, Brian Gross, Ar- Armiento, BGA has been the one recruiting him and, and really made him realize that if he announced now, it would it would help A&M's momentum. Like you said, there's been 11 commits in a month. So, you know, getting a four-star and a win over Texas is big for momentum, especially as they look, you know, to possibly land guys, you know, a guy like Terry Bussey and some others soon. So, um, yeah, they talked Davis into going ahead and announcing. And, and yeah, like I said, big, big head-to-head win. Huge. And even last week we were – I was kind of catching up with him and and he kind of said the same thing. I'm planning to wait until until August to to make any sort of decision. And so, you know, great job by Brian Gross Armiento to get him in the fold and and can he can start to along with Jordan Pride start to recruit help recruit the rest of that defensive back room. But that gives AM two four-star safeties and a great start as they kind of looked to round out that class and and turn their attention to the uh, the cornerback side, obviously Terry Bussey's the top target at that position and is planning to be back in town for the pool party later this month as well. And you're right. I think that I think they're just trying to find a way to continue this momentum as late as they can into July and then use the pool party as kind of the springboard into the rest of the season. So um, it's big to get Miles Davis in the fold. And, and, you know, this one had some shifts in momentum, the, throughout June you kind of heard you know some buzz earlier in the spring about USC there was a lot of buzz about Texas coming out of their official visit and you saw A&M kind of switch up plans they'd gone back and forth with Miles about you know waiting in to, to use the official visit until the Alabama game decided to go ahead and use it the last weekend of the really, month really, really and, smart uh, really smart, smart to make a decision yeah, to get him in the fold and 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 go ahead and push up that official visit date and um, kind of counter a lot of that momentum and and I they were able to do a great job of it almost immediately after that visit. You kind of felt like they had 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 settled the Texas buzz. So big news. And now they looked around out the class and um, I think the two other guys to kind of keep an eye on are Brandon Jacob and Jalua Solomon. And and Jalua Solomon, we got a chance to both see him. Yeah. Um, last month at Texas A&M's camp. What did what, you take away from getting to see him? You know, uh, we didn't know a ton about him, just being a kid, mm-hmm. a four-star kid from Georgia. And he was also, you know, he's listed as an athlete, had over 1,000 yards or over 1,200 yards receiving, but 
you know, worked out at DB at AM's camp. And it's actually the same day uh, Miles Davis was there. And both of them were real good. I mean, Davis was, I think we had him as our top performer. We did. Yep. Day, but, but Jay Lewis was on the list too. I mean, he was a guy that like Miles, um, not afraid to go against every receiver there. I mean, he was, he was taking a ton of reps, um, especially as a two-way guy. Usually those guys love to do offense when they go to camps, but AM yep. clearly to do defense they want to see him in person so um yeah had a really good day you know those you know as a safety in one-on-ones it's tough because you're not just providing help and also i mean you're you're it's 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 rare that they're going to be doing that you know purely man coverage like that off the line with the same guy but uh yeah but he more than held his own i mean he looked like a cornerback out there so um you know he recently announced a top five of what uh, florida state kentucky South Carolina and Auburn, uh, those yep. first three he took official visits to. But, um, you know, he obviously liked A&M enough to, to drive and camp on his own dime. So um, I think would be a good get if they got him. Would be a nice little compliment to the other guys. No doubt. And, and he's a guy that when I got a chance to catch up with him after the camp, talked about how he's been in touch with TJ Rushing and Rohan Gaines and Brian Gross Armiento for quite a while, dating back to when he, when he did that get that offer. But the trip, mm-hmm. I think, last month was – to kind of start to get to know Jimbo Fisher a little more and, and start to learn a little bit about him. But Brian Gross Armiento had kind of taken the the lead role recruiting him and, and has done a great job. You know, you look at the team recruiting, uh, the coach recruiting rankings right now, he's in the top five. It's an, it's a very sec heavy uh, list, but he's right there and, and has I mean, he's, had he's a hand been, in, he's been on a job like four months or something. He's or been not. on the job four That's months and he's been, and he's had, you know, Draylon Miller, he had a hand in that one, Weston Davis, Jordan Pride, now uh Miles now Davis. Miles Davis. He's had he's had a big role in in all of those. So uh, you know, I think there is the genuine interest there from from Jalewis Solomon and another guy that BGA's has grown close with. And same with Brandon Jacob. You know, I'll we'll see where AM kind of fits into that that mix, but he's also got a decision date set for July twentieth. Um, with UCF, Maryland, Miami, and Ohio State, the other schools in the mix took an. Yeah, that's about visit. about two weeks before Jalewis Solomon. Yep. You know, so they have some time, but you know, both those guys are coming off the board, so to figure out sort of how the board shakes out. Yeah, and then what if they, you know, depending on what happens there, they brought Kyan McDonald in from Seattle O'Day for an official visit as well in June. So going to be interesting to kind of see uh, where they go with that third safety position at the cornerback spot. How do you think there's no no guys there yet, but there's a lot of guys that they're kind of in the mix for, and and where do you kind of see A&M situated right now there? I really like them to land uh, Terry Bussey. I know we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. He's sort of gone back and forth of when he was planning to announce, you know, maybe during the season, maybe during the summer. I think it, I think it's likely to happen during the summer, and I think A&M is the, is the clear leader there, you know, landing yeah. a five-star athlete from East Texas. After that, it's a bit of a crapshoot. I mean, uh, Eli Bowen, you know, you know, I've talked a lot about him. He's smaller, but he's an interception machine at Den Geyer. His yeah. brother is going to be a true freshman at Oklahoma, um, and that's tough. You know, going to give, uh, you know, going to give A and M a run there with him there. But uh, you know, I could see Eli, Eli Bowen, you know, actually going somewhere different than his brother. Um, and then, you know, sort of the mysterious, not mysterious, but you know, guy not really talked about Terrence Keel Jr. You know, the son of former uh, of the late Terrence Keel, former A and M safety the second round pick in the NFL. Uh, he's committed a for baseball, but he's been offered for football. And if he ends up not going to major league baseball, if he, 
if he goes to college, he's going to play football as well. And so he would be, you know, the other cornerback in the class. Now, can you count on him? Let's say he came to AM, can you count on him to play football yeah. all four years? You know, especially if his ceiling in baseball is that high. Who knows? But he's a guy that uh, that they really like and would love to have on the gridiron he, too. Yeah, I think Terry Bussey's a guy that that's going to be a battle. Oklahoma is making a, a big push there. Obviously, they got him on campus for an official visit in June as well, but I really like where A&M stands there. And, and, and I think that's, that's a great haul. If you, anything that starts with Terry Bussey at the top of the list yeah. uh, is a very, very solid haul. And then you kind of work, you know, work in from there, you know, Kobe Black's another guy that A&M has shown a lot of interest in. I think Texas probably has the edge there right now, but uh, you know, I think a and is going to try to get him back, whether it's, I think he's talked about getting back for, potentially a game during the fall and uh, you know you can start to with where this class is now you can start to zero in on guys like Kobe Black and Colin Simmons and Terry Bussey some of these five-star edge and corners and and start to really add that elite star power to to this class that can really take it over the top but I think they're in a, in a really nice spot and uh, you know Miles Davis was a big one just to be able to get him in the fold and uh, get a head-to-head win over Texas. There isn't as many head-to-head feels like matchups between Texas and Texas A&M no. this year, but but Davis was one of those big ones. So A&M firmly inside the top ten now of the twenty-four-seven uh, rankings. Do you think just to just to kind of close this out? Do you think this is a class that has top five potential? I I feel like the roadmap's kind of there to be able to get there, but how much do you think is kind of dependent maybe on the fall too? Uh, I mean, a little bit. You you did look at the numbers, though. A&M has 17 commits now. And, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah, there's no cap anymore. But, I mean, you're not going to see A&M sign 35 guys. No. Uh, you know, I think it would be 25 to 28 is sort of what we said all along. And yeah. it's what the numbers still look like. Um, do do I think it's possible? Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be tough just because, you know, some of the early guys, there are a lot of really highly ranked kids, but some of the early guys are those, you know, fringe four stars. And then, but when you look at, you know, the Bamas and the Georgias, and shoot A&M's class when they set that record. I mean, A&M had, what, eight five-stars in the class? Nine, yeah. Eight or nine five-stars in the class? I mean, just just to get up to that point, I don't know if they'll quite be there, but it's going to be a good class. I mean, it should be a top-ten class. It's good. You know, like like you listed several, uh, you know, five-star guys that are still looking at them. Obviously, they help the rankings a ton, but the numbers will help too. So um, I, I see it being a really good class, uh, on paper better than last year's. Um, yeah. And it's pretty well-rounded. I mean, the – the, the positions that are, are need, offensive tackle, you know, they have two tackles now. They want another pure tackle in Blake Ivey or Bennett Warren. Linebacker was is a big area of need. They have three, and they're still looking at Xavier Atkins and Tyler Singleton, uh, among others. I mean, uh, safety was a need. So the positions that are really need, uh, they're getting and shoot. They don't have – they just have one defensive line committee. He's the top one – or two defensive line committees, two four-stars. But, I mean, Elijah Robinson, we've seen that. has managed to land hits out. Close at the end, yeah. So, I mean, what if they what if they do get a David Stone or, you know, Dominic yeah. McKinley or another five-star like that? I mean, that'll help the ranking a ton too. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat that, you know, it's it, it, it's going to be a really solid class, and, and I think there's a really, really good shot. It's a top-ten class just in terms of the guys that are – are still on the board and the guys that they have in, in the boat uh, right now. And then, you know, if things break, right, you know, the fall, I think is going to have a lot to do with it. I think there are some kids that are kind of looking to see is A&M kind of able to bounce back. And if things do fall right and they have a really nice season, 
maybe they're able to get into the mix with with some guys. But I think this is a a class that's trending nicely. And you're right. I mean, they've hit on a lot of key areas. They're in a good spotted linebacker right now. Uh, probably just looking to round out that room. Offensive tackle was obviously a big focus in this in this class. I think the interior of the offensive line. You know, Papa Fua is a four-star interior offensive lineman up on the West Coast, on the Pacific Northwest. He's a guy that um, is giving AM a strong look, could kind of close out that that room. And I and I, and I think this this class is a chance to be to finish really nicely. And and it's you know, they've always closed strong. That's the thing I always remind people with Jimbo Fisher and, and their staff. They yeah. always close really strong in December. So um I think they're they're sitting in a good spot and uh you know, at least off to a nice start and running back. I'm not too concerned. I know, uh, you know, they've always, they've always wound up with somebody, you know, somebody really, really good. It's never been really good. There's never been a concern about that part of the room. And, and so I know right now it's kind of like, okay, well, who's that guy going to be? It could be Nate Frazier. It could be Caden Durham. They could get back into it down the road with Taylor Tatum. Although I think that one's probably less likely right now, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. But again, thanks to everybody for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Be sure to like and share this video and give us a five-star review um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or uh, what or uh, iTunes. Um, and until then, we will be back next week. SEC Media Days are, are here. They'll be here next week, and we will have certainly a ton of content and, and a ton to break down coming out of that week, Jimbo Fisher and and crew will be speaking on Monday. So we'll have you covered with all the latest until then have a great rest of your week, everybody. And we'll see you guys soon.